Welcome into the official. We've got a great show for you this week. We are doing um, a little bit of a recap. We're kind of maybe halfway through some of the Elite 11 regionals. Uh, you know, finals invites are going out for these quarterbacks. So it's a good time to check in, see what is going on. What is that landscape? I, I think plenty more invites to come. However, some have gone out. Some guys have already checked that box. And, uh, you know, there's there's always a lot of fun things going on with all these Elite 11 regionals. David is going to have the scoop with that for us. Then we're also going to talk about one player each and kind of do a little bit of a deep dive. And I think this is something we're going to try to do more frequently on the show every week uh, is talk about a guy. One person talks about one guy, what they like, go into their grades a little more in depth. And we will talk about that, give our actual grade. Where does this guy stand in the class? And then finally, uh, go over some recent commitments. So that is the that is the rundown of the show. Excited to have you with us. This is the official. gentlemen welcome in good to see you it's been a week but we've been talking behind the scenes all week of course putting together the show sheet and what do we want to talk about before we get started this is the official course but our parent company the parent website campus is your one-stop shop for really everything you need in the fantasy football world whether it is college fantasy football on a weekly basis um, to all these different iterations of c2c which is you have players on the college side that graduate all the way to the NFL side. You keep the player all the way through their career, unless you trade them away. Um, to Debbie, where you're stashing these guys in the college side, but not necessarily using them for fantasy points. To Dynasty, to uh, you know just NFL fantasy football. We have everything you need, tools, articles, the Discord that's really active. People always ask some questions there. Go check out campusaganda.com. And we have multiple different subscription uh, tiers for you to choose from whatever meets your needs. Now, Matt, David, glad to have you here. But the show, the star of the show tonight is going to be David. And, you know, he um, he does so much work for us. He, he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We're going to let him shine a little bit here. He's been following along with the Elite 11 uh, with the regionals that have happened. Guys have punched their tickets to the finals already. We've got some big names to talk about. But I'm going to just give you the floor here, David. What have you looked at? Um, have you watched any tape? Is this all article-based based on people writing reviews? You know, take us through what you know about the Elite 11 and then just go into, you know, I think Los Angeles region is the first one and, and just we'll, we'll talk about it as we go. Yeah, so a lot of what I've done so far is just aggregate information from the fine folks over at 24-7 Sports. So I want to give them a shout out for all their hard work and uh, kind of summarizing what they, they saw at these uh, locations. So, so far there's been, um, the Elite 11 has gone to four out of the eight locations. So we're halfway through, um, but there's only been four finals tickets so far. It's a little surprising. It's on the low side, at, at least it feels like. Um, like I remember last year, I went to the Las Vegas regional and there was like three tickets just in that one. So it's interesting. I think Nashville had three or four. Yeah. And so there's going to be a total of 20 participants in the, in the finals. So we still have 16 more to go. Wow. So I'll try, I'll just kind of give like a quick, like a, a rundown of each location so far. So the first location was Los Angeles. Um, 
so we, a lot of these notes are from Greg Biggins. Um, so he was out there and I think the clear alpha out there was Julian Sand. Obviously he's committed to Alabama. Um, I think he's generally a five-star, at least high four-star. Um, so he was like clearly the most polished, had the best ball placement and had a strong enough arm. Um, and then he, he listed uh, five honorable mention players. So Isaac Wilson, he is Zach Wilson's brother. Um, as far as we know, he's also leaning towards BYU, but he just mentioned that he's got a fast release and good velocity. But um, he's one guy that did not get a ticket that I expect when, once they circle back around, I think that he probably will be in the finals. I think he will get an invite at, at some point, uh, but we shall see. And then another high profile player, he's like a high four star, Elijah Brown. He is uh, the star quarterback at Mat Matter Day High School. I think he's leaning Great towards Stanford. Yeah, leading leading towards Stanford most likely. Uh, he just mentioned that he has really good feel and accuracy, but uh, kind of a weak arm, and he's not very mobile. Oh boy, so he's not going to fare well with our analysis. Yeah, I mean, you can. I he's I start him as a guy that I think just because he's a high profile player, I think he might end up getting a finals invite, but he's like kind of fringe. It feels like. Um, and then just quickly, a few other guys, Darius Curry. He's like a small dude, like five, ten and a half. Uh, he moves pretty well, but he's not really a dual threat. I'm kind of only interested in him for fantasy purposes if he sticks like G. He's like on the fringe between G5 and P5. And I'd rather just have him go G5 for fantasy purposes. Um, Dermericus Davis, this is a guy I tweeted about. He's, he was like a zero star. I don't think he's even on On3's website right now, but... He's like 6'4", 190, pretty twitchy, big arm. They said he had an improved release, but he's 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 still raw. So we'll kind of just monitor him throughout his senior year, see how he does. And then the last guy that they mentioned was Caleb Sanchez, who is replacing uh, Pierce Clarkson at Bosco. Um, so huge, high-profile school. If he has a big senior year, he'll definitely start to get more offers. Uh, but he's like 6'3 225. Uh, pocket passer i think with a big arm so for a guy like sanchez you know pierce clarkson just finished up his senior year Kayton hauser was trading off with clarkson the year before that um so this would be his first year starting or did he transfer in and he was starting somewhere else i know? believe he was a backup um okay i don't think he really had from when i looked i don't think he really had any experience so interesting i think that's the last so he'll be like starting for the first time as a senior I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I could double-check that, but that's what I saw. And then the other thing I just wanted to mention going through these guys, uh, and I'll give the floor to Matt if he has any follow-ups, but you know, the thing with saying that, that it strikes me is you said enough arm. I did think it was a little bit noodly, you know, just on tape. Um, do you think that's been a consistent issue? Is that something you've seen with him? Because I was just not terribly impressed. I do agree with the rest of the polished placement, but does he have an arm – that's really going to challenge defenses in the SEC. And, and then we are always thinking about NFL. Um, you know, is it there? Is it, you think it can get good enough for that? Is this to matter to me? Oh, sorry, David. Yeah, I was asking oh, okay, David sorry. in your opinion. Um, I think it's pretty fringe. I mean, if we're talking like uh, 
on the Bama spectrum of quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he's kind of like a Mac Jones type type of guy. Okay. Um, you know, he's he's more of like a game manager type player. Um, I don't know if you guys saw anything more special than that, but you know, he's going to if he does well in Bama and the SEC, like he's going to get drafted high, right? Yeah, just like Mac Jones for the, for that matter. Matt, any follow-ups with any of those names? Uh, not particularly. I think uh, just looking at the Alabama situation right now, quarterback, uh, Sam's value is definitely going up a little bit for me just because the opportunities can be there immediately for him. And he's a pretty, you know, ready-to-go guy. So um, I, I think he could definitely, you know, I don't know the last time Bama did it. Was it Tua or was he a red shirt? Either way, I mean, I think Tua was a true freshman, and that's when he stepped in for Hurts. Yeah. I think Hurts might have started as a true freshman a little bit. Actually. He did, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so they've done it before. Saban's been willing to do it. Maybe uh, they go saying unless they get some big uh, transfer in. Yeah, that's a great point. I think from a fantasy stock perspective, that early PT could be uh, important. Um, and I think that's a good point that you make there. All right, onward to Orlando, David. What do you got? Yeah, so this is credit to Bud Elliott. Um, pretty much just went through his write-up on 24-7. But the two guys that got tickets um, are Luke Cromanhoek. He's going to Florida State. He's pretty interesting, actually, because he is a converted wide receiver. Um, he played for the same school as Holden Gariner. I don't know if people remember him from the 2022 class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn. Yeah, I went to Auburn. Um, so actually last year was his first year playing quarterback, and he was pretty efficient, and he's a dual-threat guy, which isn't surprising given he was a receiver. Um, a good arm, he can throw off platform and stuff like that. So arrow pointing up for him. And then Trevor Jackson, which is like a – pretty sure he's like a three-star across the board for the services. So he seems to be a riser. Um, pretty good size, 6'3", 187. They said he had a really good arm. Um, actually, he, he scored the best for the breakaway data. We love uh, to ball. see that. I think that ball score is um, – I think it's velo like multiplied by um, by release time or something like that. So it's it's yeah. pretty sweet. I mean, it's like quick release and, and velocity, which is a great combo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like his average velocity was like – 51 and, and he had a pretty fast release like 0.36 seconds or something like that so All that's right that's intrigued we're definitely going to yeah. be intrigued by that plus he's a pretty good athlete from what i read so um yeah they just mentioned he has an improved delivery and since the uh, elite 11 he's gotten uh, offer he actually got an offer from penn state today um and okay. then all right texas a and m yep yeah those are some big teams yeah all so right. he's we'll check him out He's on the rise. Um, and then quickly, some honorable mentions, Jake Merklinger, which he's like another guy that's like, I think he's mostly like top 10 on mm-hmm. yeah. the services. So like, I think he will get, they'll circle back and he'll probably get an invite, I'm guessing. Um, but they said that he was a really quick study. Like, you know, anytime he made a mistake, he'd, he'd learn from it, wouldn't make the same mistake twice, stuff like that. Um, I thought, you know, I think he's a smart quarterback. He's not like his talent isn't, it doesn't really jump out completely, but I think think he's a really smart quarterback. He's kind of in the, he's kind of in that saying bucket, just maybe a, you know, a tiered down, but he's more of a, 
kind of a game manager type guy, but really good accuracy, stuff like that. So that's my um, take. Yeah. So he'll, he'll probably get an invite. And then a few other guys, um, Cedric Bailey, he's, he's kind of interesting just because he plays for that powerhouse Shamanai Madonna that he's throwing to Jeremiah Smith and Josiah Trader, just two stud receivers. Um, but they just said like he's he guides the ball too much still and his placement's real bad. So but you know he's he's 6'6, 185, he got a huge frame, and if he fills out and adds some athleticism, he's pretty raw, but he's going to North Carolina State and more of a project type player. Um, and then these other guys, I don't even know if Cole Welliver, they said he looked pretty good, but he's probably more of a G5 guy. And then uh, James Rosario is like the top spark guy, which uh, we love so really good athlete. And I, I got a pretty decent mile per hour on him. I think he's a track guy as well, but he's going to Iowa. So whatever, we don't <laughs> care. Maybe, maybe he'll rethink that decision, but yeah. 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 Keep him on your radar. If he goes somewhere else, basically. Yeah. All right. Great. I, uh, I think I don't really have Chromanoic is interesting. I didn't realize he was a converted wide receiver. I'm real interested to get some eyes on Trevor Jackson. Sounds good. We can, uh, Matt, you got anything? We can move on to Austin. No, we'll go ahead. All right. Uh, this was interesting because, like, obviously Austin, Texas, big-time location for big-time football, but nobody got a ticket to the finals, yeah. which was Weird. surprising to say the least. And there were some high-profile guys there, but – uh, I pretty much went through the article written by Gabe Brooks. Um, he said the alpha dog at the, the event was Haas Haney. We mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. He's a, a shorter guy, a smaller guy, 5'11 and a half, 184, according to the Elite 11 measurements. And then, yeah, he ran a 4'4, 640. Uh, I got him at 21.4 miles per hour. So, yeah, pretty much based on his size and MPH, it pretty much lines up. Um, and they said he had a quick release and, and good velocity. Which, um, to be fair, is basically what we said, or what you guys said. You had eyes on yeah. him. I, I didn't even look, but that checks yeah. out. Yeah, exactly what we said. Um, so it wasn't surprising, but he didn't. apparently he didn't do enough to get a ticket. Um, I think that he – I feel like he's on the fringe. I think he might, though. So he's, a, he's another maybe for me that I think ends up getting a finals ticket. I think there's enough there to, to – to let him compete. Um, the next two that he wrote up were Marcus Davila headed to Purdue, just a just a huge dude, 6'3", 233. Oh. You know, they said he has a really good arm, which isn't surprising given how big he is. And he said a pretty good placement. Uh, the downside is he had negative 13 yards rushing this, this past season, just pure pocket passer, um, just not a lot of mobility there. And then Another guy we mentioned recently, uh, Deuce Adams, headed to Louisville. They said he was uh, real smooth and had good ball placement. So um, after that, he mentioned honorable mention guys were DJ Lagway, which, you know, he's like a five-star dude that I, I expect that he'll get a ticket to the finals. But they just said he's, he basically just didn't earn it on the day. You know, he struggled with his accuracy. He was sailing a lot of balls. But obviously he throws hard. He's got real good velocity. Uh, and then Michael Hawkins, another highly rated guy going to Oklahoma, same, basically the same deal struggle with accuracy, but he can rip it. So 
And he's I expect. a supreme athlete, that guy. Yeah, he's a good athlete. Um, I expect he'll probably. So when it's all said and done, I think two or three dudes will get invited from the Texas location. Uh, and then one, one guy that's pretty interesting, especially for fantasy purposes because he's going to Texas Tech, Will Hammond. Um, they like the size. They said 6'1 185. Did everything above average, uh, you know, aside from the testing where he was second best, just behind uh, Hoss Haney. And I actually looked it up. He had a 47% rushing market share. So, mm. uh, yeah, 700 6A, yards last year, I think. Yeah, in 6A Texas. So, um, he's a guy to monitor. He could be a, a guy that rises as a senior. All and right. then, uh, I don't know, do you, do you want to follow? No, just keep going. I mean, DJ Lagway is super disappointing, obviously. Uh, yeah. for, for all of us, we all really liked him. I know Matt and me were, were, were like, this guy's a QB2 in class at one point. But, you know, we'll just have to see. And uh, I don't know if you want to chime in anything. I'm de- I'm, de- I'm despondent because he's going to Florida. I mean, he, he's an upside bet. That's really what it is. Yeah. Uh, you just got to hope he develops a bit more. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully he has a better day next time he, uh, if he gets another True. chance at the Elite Maybe it's just off. Maybe he didn't get sleep or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, take us to the mi- uh, Midwest, Ohio, with our good buddy Alan Tro- True. Uh, must have written it all up. Yeah, he covered it, and um, probably the least amount of talent in Ohio, not not too surprising, but, like, the obvious guy that got the ticket was C.J. Carr. Wasn't much, just didn't have a whole lot to say. He just said he was he was consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much what he is. He's kind of in the – I guess he's been more – he's been running more, I guess. They say he looks more athletic and stuff, but I would still probably put him in the game manager type bucket for now. We'll see how he looks as a senior. And then a couple honorable mentions were Daniel Kalen. He's going to Missouri. Wasn't much of a – basically, he's accurate. Um, not much more to that. And then Danny O'Neill headed to Colorado. They said he looked really good in the RPO drills. He's got good release and good zip on the ball. And he mentioned some other players, but, you know, nothing too exciting. So I don't think – I think from that location, I, I don't know if anyone more than just CJ Carr will get invited. Um, yeah, I so liked that, O'Neal. I, I think I, I think I want to say O'Neal was at the Nashville last year. Carr was at the Nashville last year, and he is basically what you said. O'Neal was like an interesting uh, lower ranked guy that just kind of had a nice release, like what you said. I mean, he just throws a nice ball, um, and I think he's interesting. Glad to see he's at least making a name of himself. And go into Colorado if that sticks. So that's uh, an interesting landing spot, I think, for for anybody right now. Still, Colorado remains uh, that mystique is intact. All right. Well, Matt, sorry, um, we need to get you on the mic here. So why don't you go first? We're just going to take a player, walk us through a little bit of your grades, and the point of this is a little deeper dive into like what aspects of the player did we grade well. Um, all that. And we have video to run. Basically, as you're talking, we've got about a minute, minute and a half, and uh, you can finish up when the video is over or whatever. But your dude, I'll let you introduce him. You, you just go for it. Who's your guy? All right. This is uh, Aaron Butler, uh, wide receiver from Calabasas, California. He is 5'11", 165. Um, and I, I think he just has the best uh, movement skills in his class straight up. Uh, you can see here, I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, sorry to our audio listeners 
Um, he's incredibly explosive. He's got long speed, acceleration. He can move great laterally. Um, I think he's just pretty rare in that regard. You don't really see too many guys uh, doing what he does. Uh, yak ability, I would say pretty, you know, top tier. I charted two games of his, and uh, in those two games, he uh, missed, broke or uh, forced a missed tackle on uh, every catch, at least. I mean, sometimes there are multiple. Uh, you know, he can go up and get the ball pretty good too, uh, which is something you definitely want to see a wide receiver his size at this level because you know if he's not winning contested here he's not going to do it at the next level so it's definitely promising to see that um yeah you see a burst there high step high step and david loves that that earns extra marks for david he's not the most refined but you know he's very flexible he gets in and out of his breaks really well so i don't think that's i think he's gonna be able to separate well at the next level uh you know he just needs to get a better route at the moment he's really just running goes and screens, but that's all he's really asked to do, so you can't really knock him there. I think he could do those things if he was asked to. Uh, very physical player, too, as he just dropped his shoulder and threw, threw someone to the ground. Uh, that's probably not going to happen at the next level at his size, but it's just something that's fun to see. My only real concern with him is uh, sometimes he has some pretty inconsistent hands. Um, yeah, he had a couple of pretty bad drops in the games I watched. Um, but I think that's mostly a focus issue. I mean, he's shown that he can go up and get the ball. Uh, I think physically, like, you know, he can catch. It's just sometimes he's not fully focused on that. I mean, we're worried about after the catch. Um, okay. And he's not committed anywhere currently. He was committed to USC to play corner. Now he's said flat out he only wants to play wide receiver. So uh, that's the route he's going now. Uh, yeah, listed as grade. an athlete. Uh, I have him just outside my tier one with a point seven nine grade. Yeah, um, right. Point seven nine, which is pretty dang good. I mean, usually in any given class, uh, at least for the last two when we've been doing this, you know, the eighty is you know only a hand, like maybe two, three guys get an eighty at each position at most. Sometimes none uh, for some some of our graders. So seventy nine, pretty darn good score. Tape looked fantastic. I agree with you. Um, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. And, and for those of you following at home, he is listed as an athlete on 24-7. So don't miss that. We always want to emphasize, check the athletes and these guys. And that's what we'll try to do on this show as well. Do not miss out on the athletes because that's not, you know, if, if you're not up to date on who's going to declare what, he has already said he's a wide receiver. So go ahead and put him in your wide receiver ranking. Um David, I'll give you more of a breather because you carried us through the first step. So I will go next. And my guy that I'd like to do a little bit of a, of a deep d- drill down is Draylon Miller out of Texas, 6'2", 198. I think he shows basically everything you want to see. He got one of the highest versatility grades. And just to give you a peek behind the curtain, we give uh, most of our categories are two and a half out of two and a half out of five or out of seven and a half which is the versatility grade for these guys. And so for, he got a, uh, what did I give him? It's pretty high on the versatility. Like I gave him a full seven and a half, which I don't usually do just because he shows on tape. You could not ask for anything else. He takes jet sweeps, handouts out of the backfield. He's lines up wide. He lines up in the slot. He can return punts, uh, wildcat quarterback. I mean, everything you could ask him to do, he has on his tape. Um, he also, interestingly enough, gets very high like body control and, and basically kind of a yak physicality 
he he there's a lot of stuff on tape where he's running through contact either off the line or catching the ball and then breaking tackles he really turns into a running back with the ball in his hands i know that's a little bit cliche but even right there running through contact you know then getting a couple steps and over the shoulder grab uh he just you watch his tape to me he just kind of does everything here's a nice in you know in that space between the safety and the corner this is going to be either wildcat or a straight up handoff out of the backfield he's just showing you like all the things uh, in addition to that, 21.4 miles an hour. So his long speed is definitely good to very good. I don't know if I'd say great. That's kind of reserved for closer to 22, but still very good long speed. Here's, you know, out wide one-on-one. -on -one. He's going to win this uh, with a short break off. But then, boom, look at that. Takes a straight up hit, breaks the tackle, and then just no one can touch him. So you've got acceleration off contact. I look for stuff like that. You know, not just acceleration, but he gets hit, stopped, pushed backwards, not tackled, then still can accelerate. Like that is – he just does so much. He does so much. I think he's a great player. He's only wide receiver 13 in the composite. He's currently my wide receiver one. Now that could change, but based on the grade, I've got him at .812, which uh, is the only 80 guy I've got right now. And uh, I was surprised, but – because I really, really like – we've talked about – um Micah Hudson, but I think Draylon Miller just shows a little more versatility and some of that just tremendous yak. I mean, like running back type yak once he's got the ball in his hands. So what can I say? I love that guy. Um, <clears throat> David, take us for Cam Coleman here. Your guy you're going to, you're going to talk to us about uh, out of Alabama looks like. Yeah, so this is just – I wanted to point out, like, he's got ma massive hands, massive wingspan, like 6'9". You can see, like, his measurables oh, here is 6'3 uh, and a half, 33.5-inch arms. He ran a 4'4'6", big-time broad jump, so super explosive. Uh, this is where he came on my radar, this big play against IMG, which is obviously one of the best teams in the country. They just – I mean, Jeez. he's only 180 pounds here, and they can't take him down. So just, you know, imagine what he'll do when he fills out his frame. Um, can catch through contact real well. Is real tough player. Can stick his foot in the dirt and get up, get up field yeah, real fast. That was nice. You know, that was so nice he's route. more he's more of a vertical threat at this point. Uh, you know, a little bit of a limited route tree, and he's got some hip stiffness, so that's kind of like the downside at this point. But you know, as far as like um, X receivers, um, that can just show some quickness after the catch. There, oh, and then you can see us. Here we go. Yeah, I just it. put a couple in here. You can see he almost hit his head on the on the rim there. So he can get up. So he's got a monster catch radius. I gave him high marks for catch radius. Um, he's strong at the catch point. He's got some quickness after the catch, but mostly he's just going to, you know, bully kids and just break tackles. Um, but, you know, I think he's got to clean up his routes, clean up his footwork a little bit. If he can get a little more flexible, I could go a long ways. But he's um, a high four star. We'll see how he looks as a senior. As a senior, maybe he gets into into tier one for me. Um, but yeah, yeah I've got I mean, you yeah. down just on the border of, of tier one. I've got uh, you wrote I think seven nine point seven nine six, so just just barely not an eighty, which would automatically yeah. be tier one for us. I think so. Like I think. You know, so he is raw as a route runner. I think he could like every few every class is like a few of these guys that are just so freaky that they can they can be effective without being a really good route runner. So I think he's just 
you know, the more muscle he puts on, because I really like his body and his physique in general, and he's totally like cut up. Like he's just gonna be a high responder in, in the in like a college weight room, I think, and he could just be, get really freaky. So it's like, yeah, I want to see him improve as a route runner, obviously, but like he could still be effective if he doesn't become some like you know super refined player. Awesome. See, I mean, honestly, uh, at first glance, watching the tape and listening to what you're saying, a little like maybe the 2024 Cordero Russell. Yeah. Is that is that overstating it? I mean, at this I mean, point, we're not really saying he so. is, but like freaky, I mean, long. He already like has a higher grade who... for me than Cordell. So. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, Cam Coleman, pretty sweet there. Okay, wrapping up the show here, we got about a minute. We may not make it to the 30-minute mark that we shoot for, but there's some commitments. I'll throw it to you if you have anything to say, and we can just do it all at once. Brady Priestcorn, four-star tight end, going to Michigan. Courtney Crutchfield, four-star receiver, going to Arkansas. Brian Jackson, four-star running back, going to USC. I think that's got to be Southern Cal. And then Micah Ford, three-star running back, going to Stanford. Give us your thoughts, Matt. Then we'll go David. You know, just a few words on, about each. On who? Oh, on each? Yeah, Priestcorn. Uh, Priestcorn, I mean, it's stacked tight end class. I think he's ESPN's tight end one, which a bit too high for me. But really, really good guy. Easily going to make my tier two for tight ends. Okay. Uh, you know, good blocker. Can go up and get the ball. Moves pretty well. Uh, lots to like there. Crutchfield, uh, pretty good athlete out of uh, Arkansas native, I believe. Uh, long, fast, another guy can go up and get the ball. Um, probably not going to be super, super high for me, but you know, probably a guy outside the 20s, though, that's going to get slept on a bit. Okay. Uh, Brian Jackson, uh, I, I like him quite a bit. Super-sized running back, you know, I think 5'11", 240, or 6'2", 240, oh, somewhere around wow, there. Wow, okay. Yep, out of, uh, of uh, McKinnon in Texas. He was teammates with um, Keldrick Luster, he yeah, was Patrick Luster's teammate last year, so he ate up a lot of the rushing production. Um, so we'll see how he does this year. Don't like the landing spot, though. I mean, uh, between you know Joiner and Peterson, um, you know, there's not going to be a lot of lot to go around there. So not going to be too tier tier two guy for me. But I do like the talent. He moves pretty good for you know, two forty. He, I mean, you should see it's burst as soon as he gets the ball. It's actually pretty impressive. Wow. And then Mika Ford. Uh, a running back out of uh, New Jersey. He plays a little bit of Wildcat quarterback there too. Uh, I believe we got him at 21 miles per hour flat. I think he's like 210, 215, okay. which is pretty good. You know, not the most uh, laterally proficient guy out there, but I think he, he could see, succeed well. But we've already got guys in that Stanford backfield that we like more. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, specifically Caleb Hampton. We'll see how he yep. does. We do like Caleb Hampton. Uh, David, anything to add to those four? No, I mean, that's a pretty good breakdown. I, I, I'm i pretty much in agreement with all that. All right. Well, I will mention as well, I always like to point out, of course, Brian Jackson listed as an athlete. I saw he committed. I saw he was 240 pounds and figured he must be a DE. So I didn't – honestly, that's my bad. I didn't look into it. Thanks for adding the name. I just was like, a 240-pound athlete got to play defense. Like, that's just never going to be on offense. But – I stand corrected, and that's pretty interesting. I mean, 240 pounds with burst, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll like that. I mean, we'll like that all day long. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, great show. I think we threw a bunch of names out there for people. And, um, you know, 
good luck, everybody. I guess you're going to, you know, you're starting to build your rosters. You're probably, most people are having 2023 drafts right now. And so this is just, you're, you're starting to build your list for 2024. But uh, that's what we're here for. So good show. This has been The Official.